Welcome to episode 37, I believe, of the Danso Pitch Podcast. I am your host, Charles Danso. We have a special episode for you today. I want to definitely give you guys a minute. Just sit back, relax, enjoy yourself. We're going to be definitely talking about something really interesting, something that's been hitting the market for a while now, and I'm excited to share with you guys listening in. For you guys tuning in to our website at thedantosolutions.com, thank you for tuning in. For you, for you guys coming through YouTube, remember to subscribe and check us out. Like I said, good evening, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, however you're listening. I am your host, Charles Danso. I am the founder and CEO of our main entity, Danso Solutions. I am also the co-creator and host for the Danso Pitch. Welcome this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you're listening from. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Today, we're going to be discussing something very interesting, something that's been going on for a while, something that is, that's reminded of the gold rush back in uh, California about uh, almost 200 years ago, and that's cannabis, marijuana or pot, however you guys want to view it, however you guys want to call it. But what I want to talk about today is from an investing standpoint, how you as a consumer can invest in cannabis outside of just smoking it, the different ways you can uh, grow it, the different ways you can sell it, the different ways you can invest in it, the different ways you can actually get money towards it. I'm going to cover all that today and then more. But like I said, let's get started. So as many of you listening in obviously know about cannabis has been a, a very volatile type of investment. The reason being is there's been lack of regulation behind it from the government Obviously, um, a lot of people have been facing jail time as a result of selling it, distributing it, uh, smoking it, so to speak. But it's only in now in recent years well, where there's been a decriminalization from the government because of the fact that they see it as an opportunity to uh, start businesses as well as uh, a substitute for uh, medical uh, things that you may have been on before, like steroids and different things of that nature. Uh, for pain that you may do through surgery. Uh, obviously, some people recommend uh, cannabis, marijuana as a substitute for steroids because you're not as addictive. And, and, and steroids also, there are major side effects as opposed to something like uh, marijuana, which obviously has been tested and proven. So like I said, as an investor, um, this is the time to, be, to invest in it. However many ways you want to do it, um, I think is important because of the fact the government is starting to become a little bit more understanding only reason is because they see the money that's behind it. So I definitely recommend for those tuning in to definitely look into cannabis stocks as uh, cannabis businesses as a, a way of a future. So like I said, I want to go through just different ways you can, you can actually, as a consumer, invest in cannabis. The first way is actually being a grower. So what a grower means is you're the individual that actually start with building um, you know, growing uh, cannabis, growing marijuana uh, through uh, various means of farming, uh, cultivating these products, testing it. And obviously, you guys seen some celebrities that actually have their own cannabis farms. Uh, I've heard I see Mike Tyson, Al Harrington. These are just famous uh, athletes that I've seen that have started to actually uh, grow their own marijuana. So that's a way to actually look at it. Now, not all states not all the 50 states you can actually grow in. There, I believe only certain states like California, Arizona, uh, you actually allow to grow uh, marijuana in. 
So, like I said, um, I think it's important to do your research. If you are going to grow, um, definitely look at farmers. Um, I think farmers, outside of just fruits and vegetables, they actually start uh, getting more work uh, through being marijuana growers because of the fact that they understand the semantics behind actually growing a, a, a product and understanding how to properly water it, take care of it, the different temperature you have to, you know, obviously grow um, your baby. I'll call that marijuana through. So uh, I think for those looking to be a grower as an investment or or down the line when you get a little bit of money, uh, you know, start small, you build your product, but definitely hire farmers. That's why um, for those that follow me through my my page, uh, Charles in Charge or uh, on Instagram, Charles Danso. I talked about farming being an industry that will be growing in the next five to 10 years because in a large part due to marijuana, I believe that a lot more investors will actually hire farmers or, or want to learn more about farming to, to grow marijuana, grow cannabis as more states start to decriminalize it, start to uh, be more lax with the rules. Um, I believe that more people want to actually have their own a farming system for marijuana. So that's definitely, like I said, the first thing that you want to look at if you want to invest is being an actual grower of cannabis. The next one is open a dispensary. Now, for those listening, you may not know what a dispensary may be. What that basically is, again, is basically uh, it's like a pharmacy for cannabis. Like, like you think of it like a pharmacy like CVS uh, Rite Aid, various Walgreens, various things like that. A dispensary is basically just like something like that, just for marijuana. Uh, a lot of places I've been to in California have dispensaries. Um, I know a few people, a few uh, places out east, like a, a small percentage, like maybe in like uh, uh, Connecticut and those areas have dispensaries. Now, dispensaries can be are starting to become uh, a very booming. Uh, real estate uh, property for marijuana uh, for a lot of investors because of the fact that they're open more businesses and obviously giving out more jobs as a result. I think that's another reason why the government is actually uh, starting to become more lax towards uh, obviously uh, having marijuana legalized through their states is because uh, through the pandemic, a lot of people have lost jobs and they understand that a lot of people have the capital, have the product to actually uh, sell marijuana and as a result are opening a lot of these dispensaries so a lot of these uh, uh brick and mortar dispensaries so to speak are giving more jobs to individuals that couldn't get in the getting couldn't get it before due to the pandemic like again like i said losing their jobs obviously um with the coronavirus hit a lot of people um have been on unemployment for a couple years now almost it feels like so again it's important that if you are going to open a dis dispensary, uh, understanding the rules and regulations that govern your state. Uh, another thing is, like I said, um, opening a dispensary in a state where you know that your product, obviously being marijuana, cannabis, uh, pot, however you want to pronounce it, is able to be distributed and you are able to produce jobs as a result. The next is a delivery service. For the audience listening in, don't be surprised if you see Uber, Amazon, um, you know, basically uh, a lot of these Lyft, a lot of these, uh, like I said, um, car 
car services, delivery services, actually distributing cannabis. Now, this isn't like your normal plug. That doesn't mean that you're going to just call like, hey, I need an ounce. Uh, I need an O. And then they're going to basically, for my, my, my guys that smoke, you know what that is exactly. That doesn't mean that you're, that's what uh, these delivery services are going to do. But what that basically uh, can do for a lot of these delivery services, and they will obviously want to invest in, uh, you know, a, 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 a cannabis uh basically a platform where you can actually click to get a lot of these uh, dispensaries to deliver towards you. Because obviously, um, like I said, uh, the, the, the transportation business like Uber, um, Postmates, many of these other uh, delivery services, obviously um, will eventually want to get in where the money is. And that is in cannabis. So again, don't be surprised if Uber has a little specialty thing when you click their app that actually specifically deals with dispensary delivery. Um, this is for cannabis. Now, again, like I said, it's not going to be a thing like you're going to your neighborhood uh, connect and then you're saying like, hey, I need this amount or whatever the case is. This may be for medical reasons. Obviously, like I said, some people post-surgery, they deal with so much pain. So obviously the doctor may recommend them being on a small dose of uh, cannabis. So again, a lot of these dispensaries as a result can deliver to these hospitals can deliver to these individuals that are under, uh, you know, these surgery, this post uh, surgery that deal with a lot of these pain that don't necessarily want to do steroids because of the side effects. Steroids deal with mood swings. Uh, obviously, um, if you work out, uh, you deal with anger issues, emotional issues. So again, as as a as a deterrent to that, uh, cannabis can be a factor where it makes it calms your pain after surgery. If you're dealing with any medical issues, like dealing with high tolerance of pain and you don't want to deal with that. So a lot of these dispensaries will probably partner with, uh, these car travel, uh, services like Amazon, like I said, uh, like, uh, Uber Lyft to kind of deliver this for you for medical reasons. Again, like I said, that's very important for the audience listening. The next is a contractor. Now, what a contractor basically does is, like I mentioned, you actually building uh, real estate. You're building, uh, basically, like I said, if it's a, uh, a dispensary, if it's growing your own farmland where you can obviously build uh, like a, a, a building to kind of a, a greenhouse, so to speak, to kind of grow your uh, cannabis product, whatever the case is, hiring a contractor could be important. Contractors are electricians. There are uh, individuals, uh, like I said, uh, you need uh, someone that, that understands uh, how to build blueprints for your real estate project. Uh, just having someone that can oversee uh, your vision as to what store you want to build, uh, what greenhouse you want to build, whatever the case is. Hiring a contractor, that's more business for them because obviously contractors are self-employed. So uh, a lot of these and, and they hire people as a result. So, again, Due to the pandemic, a lot of people have suffered business, even contractors that or that build homes, whatever the case is. So they can look at building businesses as well because contractors do make a lot of money to building uh, business sites um, because of the fact that they get a certain uh, stipend that's a little bit higher, a certain budget, however you want to pronounce that, um, as opposed to individual homes. So again, with a lot of people um, obviously looking to uh, get into this business of cannabis they would want to hire these contractors to help uh, build out their their stores, whatever their storefronts, whatever the case is. So, again, that could be very, very important and crucial for any contractors out there. So if you know any electricians, like I said, if you know any construction crews, if you know anybody that 
may be looking for work. If you are one that's listening, I definitely recommend looking and, and, and doing your research um, to find out who's interested in building a business um, that deals with cannabis. The next would be a trimmer and bud tender. Trimmers clean up the buds and make them pretty before sale. So basically, anybody that's going to a dispensary, if you're picking out a certain product, a certain uh, amount that you're looking to, uh, you basically purchase of marijuana, this is what trimmers do. It's like thinking like a florist, like you cutting up like your, your, your plant, making it look all pretty. That's what basically trimmers do. They cut it up, make it look nice. They tenderize it for you. So, you know, when you when you smell it, it the, the, the fragrance even smells great for you, for those that smoke. <laughs> so, again, like I said, having a trimmer is somebody that does this. A lot of trimmers, is, it's, a, it's a need-based business, believe it or not. Um, even people that are growers of marijuana, they hire trimmers because of the fact that you want to cut, like I said, cer- a certain way your plant, you want to make it look nice, want to make it look presentable because it is still a business. And obviously, as a business owner, uh, product placement is very important. So again, what that means is, again, you want to make sure your product looks nice. It looks presentable. It looks decent. It's bagged up nice for you. Uh, you know, it has a little, it has the, the right way it's cut. You get a certain amount that you want. It's not, you're not paying more than you need to. You're not paying less uh, for something that you that you basically purchased for that, that it obviously costs more, whatever the case is. So again, it's important that you have a trimmer that does this um again and a butt tender again is somebody that just kind of like i said just takes care of of the of the marijuana that basically grows it for you helps grow for you because obviously as a business owner you're dealing with so many things you're dealing with the legal side of things you're dealing with the uh, capital raising for your business so you don't have all that time to basically just tend tend to your product each and every day so you hire people like this to basically take care of that for you so again, this is just added employment for people that are looking for work, people that love to be in this business of marijuana that want to learn more about it. Uh, you know, like I said, these are your employees of trimmer and bud tender. The next piece is device maker. So a device maker is somebody, like I said, what are you smoking this uh, out of? Um, these are people, what do you look, what are you, what are your grinders, people that grind the marijuana for you? Uh, the glass, if you're using a glass smoking device, obviously we know what that is. I don't need to get into that. Um, uh, it, when you're smoking your, your shit, so to speak, <laughs> or your, or your, or your baby, so to speak, um, device makers are people that build more innovative ways to smoke, uh, quicker ways to, to get the high for those that are interested in that. Obviously, um, I think, you know, that's another needs, a need based employment. Uh, to your trimmer and bud tenders uh, is a device maker. So again, like I said, for the audience listening in, definitely take advantage of it. Uh, if you are looking to basically build out uh, this type of business, you definitely need somebody that's your uh, innovator, your chief information officer, someone that brings new ideas, your creator, uh, somebody that basically is able to build more technology for you, for your uh, product, obviously being marijuana, as I mentioned, definitely, definitely, definitely take a look at that. Take a listen, uh, check that out. Like I said, for those uh, listening in, uh, the next one I want to talk about is an online entrepreneur. Now being an online entrepreneur is, is a great example of how legal weed gave someone a chance to create an entirely new business. 
Online entrepreneur, like I said, this is just individuals that are looking to get into this market of cannabis. They're looking to start their business. They're starting to basically build more um, as more states start to de uh, 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 deregulate a lot of, uh, you know, uh, cannabis smoking and so many things of that nature. Uh, being an online entrepreneur, uh, I believe in the next five to 10 years, about 80 percent of the 50 states will have marijuana legalized. So this means that more businesses can be started as a result. Being an online entrepreneur, you can build your business as a result. This is more money coming in for you. This is the government getting their their cut uh, a la the IRS. The IRS is, is part of the executive branch for those that don't know. So what that basically means is the IRS is basically like the president's personal accountant, uh, quote unquote. So what that means is they're the ones that basically are going to get a percentage of these new businesses uh, getting basically cut out and, uh, you know, basically started, so to speak. And again, as a result, uh, you're going to have to pay taxes and the, the taxes are then reused for a lot of our infrastructure in the country for building new uh, highways, new roads, uh, education, all that. Uh, this all comes from your taxes. So we're building more cannabis based businesses. Um, the government sees that as a plus because they can tax. That's another thing they can tax you with. And obviously, as an entrepreneur, that's more business. So obviously, that's just another stream of income you could create being an online entrepreneur. Now, it's important to know, jumping into an industry like this, like I said, is highly volatile. What that means is it's still not completely 100% safe to get into. So if you are going to get into it, really understand the business of marijuana, cannabis, like I mentioned. That doesn't mean just being a smoker. It, really understand, it means really understand the businesses, how businesses have grown over time. They're in the cannabis industry how they've uh, hired, how they've gotten the right legal team behind them to, to kind of push forward more products, more service. This is all important. So again, like I said, for those tuning in, definitely check it out. Definitely make sure you listen fully to um, you know the, this need-based business. For those that are already in it, listen to how they did it. Listen to the things that they can improve on. Uh, from you just learning about more about them. Again, this is just something, like I said, I want to let you guys know. Excuse me. Uh, I want to let you guys know and just learn more about. The next is being a venture capitalist. For those that are tuning in, being a venture capitalist is something that means you have to have a lot of money or you're going to have to have some type of money to get into it. So venture capitalists are people that basically are investors for your business. So as more, more businesses are grown through the cannabis industry, that basically means that you need some type of investor to, to grow your products, to grow uh, your employees, to grow just your overall, to take care of your overhead. So you're going to need investors. There are many VCs out there, like I said, not just celebrities. There are just, these are just everyday individuals. How can you be a venture capitalist? You don't have to do it yourself. If you have money already, if you have like maybe 10, 20,000 saved up, God bless you. You can do it. You don't even need 10, 20,000. You can just get you and your friends. Let's say three of your trusted friends can get together. You each put in like a thousand, two thousand. You can actually get about six thousand, five thousand to actually invest in a cannabis business. Now, a lot of 
businesses out there that are starting both in Canada and the United States are looking for venture capitalists in the cannabis field. Again, a lot of online entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that have started cannabis-based businesses are looking for venture capitalists to invest into their business and they are giving out equity as a result. So if you are interested in that market and in, in being a, vent, a VC venture capitalist, I highly recommend doing your research on a lot of these startup cannabis businesses. Get in early while you can get the most equity out of it. And because of the fact that more states, more countries are adopting cannabis as a need-based business where they're eventually looking to get into because of the fact they see the money that's in it, much like EVs or electric vehicles, it's important to get in now. So again, you don't need to be a celebrity to be a venture capitalist. You can be a venture capitalist on your own court, your own merit. You just have to know how to innovate. You know, you just have to come in with the right people. If you if you need to, uh, individuals to come in with, there are many people. I want to shout out Harlem Capital. Now, I don't think they're investors in, in cannabis, but what I mean is I've read their story. Uh, definitely check them out. They each just started with just having uh, four four friends, I think four or five friends, just each investing a thousand each. And they were able to basically invest in their company uh, into a company for about five thousand dollars. Now they're managing, I think, a portfolio of like twenty two million or some crazy number like that. So I'm I'm say that to say that it's OK to start small. You don't have to go in with 30,000 to your name, 20,000 to your name. You can just start off with 1,000, 2,000 to your name to invest in a lot of these companies. I highly recommend investing in startup companies like these because of the fact that early on as an investor, it is it is highly volatile, like I said. But if you're consistent at it, you can definitely grow as a result, as the business grows. You make money when the business makes money. So think about it. If each... Uh, individual, you have like four cannabis companies you're invested in. Each person is, is giving you like a two to five percent return. You're making easily close to a couple mil a year as the business grows. So for the audience listening in, like I said, uh, venture capital is another way you can go. And I definitely recommend looking at it. It is a lot of work. It's not easy. But I think each everybody that's listening in definitely uh, has the vision to, if you want to get into this market, to do your research and ask the right questions to those that have been there. I definitely recommend that. And obviously, last but not least, being a stock investor. Now, uh, I, I'm sure for the audience listening in, a lot of folks already uh, have been invested in cannabis. I've heard the Tilray's of the world. I've heard Aurora Cannabis. I've heard uh, Cora Leaf. I've heard uh, Green Thumb Industries. These are all uh, public trade, publicly traded companies. Um, being a stock investor in cannabis, it's, 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 it sounds cool and it is. Uh, but again, like I said, like any stock, it's important to do your research. It's important to understand the management that's behind each, uh, company that you're looking to invest in because not all companies are great. Just because the market is great. What it means is you investing in, in cannabis doesn't mean that every specific business in the stock market would do great. Obviously you will face a lot of risk going into a uh, uh, industry that is still volatile because not all not all states, not every uh, government official agrees with legalization of cannabis. But 
is starting to trend in a positive light. So I definitely recommend if you are a stock investor, doing your research, uh, understanding the moats. A moat is uh, the uh, the company's competitive advantage over another. So what that means is what does this specific cannabis company do does well as opposed to this other one? Um, each cannabis company does something different. Uh, again, it's important to do your research on what I mean to say some are medically based, some are recreational based, some are investor based. So it's important to understand what industry of cannabis you're getting into if you are a stock investor. Usually you can see that uh, through your brokerage accounts. These are Robinhoods, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, whatever platform you're using. They give you a short description of the company. They talk about the management. Uh, watch CNBC uh, when they discuss these uh, stock companies going public, uh, how the management is, how they've done over the three to five year span. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, for a lot of these startup companies, like I said, if you want to be an investor, still do your research. Um, but like I said, stock investing is a cool way. I think that's the more uh, overall investment platform you can kind of go through towards as opposed to the others because of the fact you can do it through your phone and there's not much work. The work, the work that you have to do is just researching how management is and the company's competitive advantage. But like I said, uh, if you are looking to to be a stock investor in the cannabis industry, uh, definitely take a look. Like I said, um, check it out. If you have any questions, um, I know as much as I know, uh, which is about 60% of the industry. So I definitely, you can reach out to me or reach out to somebody that you may know that's already a stock investor that has uh, seen uh, the gains and losses and they can give you insight into how that industry is. Um, I think, again, uh, what I wanted to give today and uh, was just kind of give you an insight into the next the next booming industry, and that's cannabis. Much like electric vehicles, cannabis is highly volatile. It's a highly volatile industry, but it's an industry that can see massive gains in the next three to five years. I do believe, like I said, at least 80% of the country will have regulated um uh, cannabis or uh, marijuana in the next, you know, decriminalized it, however you want to say it, in the next three to five years. Um, and I do believe this is an industry that's going to grow. I see more entrepreneurs being built out of the cannabis industry. I see more hospitals using it for the medical reasons. I see more, um, like I said, a government making more profit from this. So like Bitcoin, getting early, it's still volatile, so this is important to get in. Do your research. Like I said, uh, ask questions. Understand the company's competitive advantage. I gave you a breakdown of the various ways to be an investor. It's just not a stock investor. You can be a grower. You can be an employee, a trimmer. Uh, you can be a, a, a device maker. You can be so many other things. You can be an online entrepreneur, venture capitalist. So many ways you can get into the cannabis industry. Like I said, definitely check it out. Um, reach out when we you know to me with any questions. Again, that's at Danso Solutions on Instagram. Um, you know, like I said, this is an industry that's growing. I myself am invested in it. I myself do research on it as much as I can um, because that's the only way you're going to understand uh, a, a product or service is doing your research on it. You just don't go into it without any any information behind it. You don't go into a, a negotiation table without having leverage. 
the most important thing is business is having leverage. So before you start this business, before you invest into this business of cannabis, do your research, ask the right questions. Don't be afraid to, to, to fail because you probably will fail. Like I said, this is a, a, a highly volatile business in any business you're going to fail, but you're also going to succeed. But how you succeed is you stay consistent. Staying consistent is the way to grow a business, to, to grow as an investor. Warren Buffett, we know about his wins, but a lot of people forget his losses. He still loses to this day, and he's been in it for over 50-plus years. So, again, it's important to understand that if you are going to invest, just uh, just know that there are wins and losses that's tied to it. But this is a growing industry. Cannabis is an industry I love, much like Bitcoin. I'm a big proponent in it. Um, I'm a, I want to be a great investor in it. I, I, I ideally want to make that at least 20% of my investment portfolio in the next five to 10 years is in cannabis. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do the same, but I'm just saying it to make a point to say that this is a growing industry. And I love talking about it. I'm so, 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 so excited to just uh, discuss more about it again. Um, again, this episode, again, like I said, will be available on our website at dancosolutions.com slash podcast. I will provide a link um, in, in on Instagram as well as on the actual uh, YouTube page. Our YouTube page is at Danso Solutions. Subscribe, please. Uh, I recommend this episode. I believe this is episode 37. If I did get that wrong, I apologize. I definitely got to hire some more folks to kind of manage this for me. <laughs> but in due time, we will. But like I said, uh, this is the cannabis industry. Definitely take a listen to this episode. Take notes. Reach out to me. Uh, Charles Danso. Again, I'm at Charles uh, Charles in Charge. That's my Instagram uh, hashtag, uh, tag, so to speak. My handler, have you say. Uh, I'm also uh, one of the managers on Danso Solution, the Instagram page. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the beautiful weather. And I look forward to checking you guys out in the next episode. Take care. Again, we're on YouTube and the Dan Social Solutions website. Thank you, guys.